Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2002. Accepting Body Size by Stephanie Michelle with jessineeland.com. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy middle of the week Wednesday and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily where I read some of the best health and fitness blogs to you. And today is Wednesday and like I do every Wednesday, I like to provide you with a little bit of inspiration. So with that, here's this week's inspirational quote. Follow what you love and it will take you where you wanna go. Natalie Goldberg. All right, now that we're in the right frame of mind, let's get right to today's article and start optimizing your life. Accepting Body Size by Stephanie Michelle with jessineeland.com. What if you learn to accept your body size, but it's not proportions or textures? I've heard from a fair amount of people who say they can deal with weight gain, but can't make peace with the parts of their body that feel out of proportion or irregular. This might sound like, my hips are too big for the rest of my body. It would be different if I had a bigger chest to match. or. I don't mind being a size fill-in-the-blank, but I can't deal with my cellulite. Or, I hate my bee belly. It's not a normal stomach. I'll be the first to raise my hand on this one. Collectively, my lower half has always brought me shame for reasons that confused me, especially after accepting my bigger body in general. I didn't mind if it was bigger, but the way my hips, thighs, butt, and lower belly carried weight didn't feel normal. These parts of me were lumpier and bumpier. They had more jiggles and cellulite. They changed the silhouette of my body in ways I didn't think they were supposed to. Body ideals aren't just about size. They are also about proportions, textures, and shapes. Because what bodies do we primarily see? We see Disney princes and princesses with impossible figures. Even the plus-size Barbie has a flat stomach. She's just wider. Curvy models, even when they are represented, are more of the same. Larger, but still smooth-skinned, even-toned, and have curves in all of the right places. So our template of bigger, if we get so far as accepting it, is still carrying standards that simply do not match the diversity of bodies really out there. Bigger is still a collection of the ideal proportions, just on a larger scale. We're left to pathologize the parts of ourselves not normalized in our culture. This pathologization leads to feelings of the body as abnormal or the body as exposed. The body as abnormal. Lack of representation in our visual diets leads us to believe that anything else is wrong or bad. 
it skews our perception of what's normal. So we might assume that it is abnormal to have a bee belly, back fat, wide ankles, muffin tops, cellulite, or a round stomach because we don't see images of them, ever, unless we specifically seek them out on, say, Instagram. And even then, it's pretty hard to find certain proportions, shapes, and textures because there are so few people intentionally displaying them. Let's not forget that normal doesn't have to mean typical or mainstream. In my case, I've noticed that most of the people I meet in real life, for example, don't have the same exaggerated backside that I do, no matter what their size or weight. That doesn't mean my body is abnormal, just maybe less typical. But seeing other people in real life and in the media who do have bodies that resemble mine is, quite frankly, comforting. Why? Because we don't just feel we're atypical. We feel alone and abnormal. The body as exposed. Because we've internalized how bodies are supposed to look, we've come to use our abnormal body parts as evidence of what's wrong with us. In this way, we may project our shadow sides. In internal family systems, or IFS, this would be called our exiles, the parts of us that represent shame, fear, and trauma, onto the parts of our body we also see as dark, shameful, wrong, and bad. As humans, we love to make the abstract concrete. Our bodies are easy targets to absorb the discomfort of who we think we are and what we don't want to feel. When our emotions aren't held or validated and we are called too much, how easy it becomes to blame the body instead. Suddenly our stomachs are too big and our weight is too much. The parts of our bodies we hate, the outcasts, so to speak, become metaphorical outcasts to stand in for the things we hate most about ourselves. These are the parts we learn to cover up. These are the parts we learn to shame. When we are at odds with our parts and proportions, we are at odds with the sides of ourselves we believe they expose. What's more noticeable threatens to be seen. But when we normalize bodies, the harder it is to project shadows onto our physical form. And the less we project, the more we might feel and bring to light. It feels like so much of deconstructing the pathology of disproportionateism resides in a paradigm shift, which some may argue is getting worse, while others may argue is getting better. Bodies remain a highly charged symbol, and despite rising body positive and body neutral movements, we are culturally a far cry from having a healthy relationship with them. But what we do have is more agency over the media we consume on a personal level. While I wouldn't say I have a positivity kind of relationship with my disproportionate area, I have been able to find neutrality, and at times, peace, more often than I ever thought possible. I credit this shift to the barrage of diverse imagery in my social media feed, intentionally targeted to follow people who look a little more like me. We need to see more bodies. We need to have more opportunities to see more bodies. We need to pay attention to more bodies around us and in our social media feeds so we don't fall prey to the media's confirmation bias that our bodies are wrong for having parts that are less typical. The more we talk about our pathologized parts, the more we can reduce shame around them. The more we expose our cellulite without apologizing for it, the more we might free someone else to do the same, and someone else, and someone else. So hi, my name is Stephanie and I have lumpy legs and a bee belly. I like chocolate chip mint ice cream and I have a dog named Bo. Just some things about me. You just listened to the post titled, 
Accepting Body Size by Stephanie Michelle with jessenealand.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Now, is all of this to say that we should accept ourselves and therefore not eat nutritious foods and not exercise because, you know, that's just me claiming body acceptance? No. Instead, it's the fact that despite your efforts, despite your efforts to eat nutritiously and exercise regularly, you may find that your body may not look the way you expected it to after all of that hard work. Meaning, you may not look exactly like that superhero or the model on the magazine cover or that Barbie doll the way you thought you would. It definitely does not mean that you should just give up and never try to be the best version of yourself that you can be. The opposite, in fact, make the best of what you are given. Maximize your potential. All right, that'll do it from me for today. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here for tomorrow's show and where your optimal life awaits.